stock market's moving higher because it expects the Fed to ease at some point. And that's this, the same exact conditions that should be fueling a, a further rally in our sector. However, Greetings, land of Arcadia economics. My name's Dave Kranzler, and welcome to another episode of my bi-weekly podcast that I do for Chris and Yara. And I just wanted to get started by mentioning that if Chris seems like he's in a good mood this week, it's because the Jets are negotiating to bring Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets team. But I'm sorry, Chris, that might not be a good thing, given the way Rodgers played last year. And I certainly hope the Jets give your boy Mike White an opportunity to win the starting position. But probably not if they pay Aaron Rodgers nine figures like all these other quarterbacks are getting. But that's neither here nor there as it relates to the precious metals sector, other than the fact that all these large NFL salaries are a product of all the money that the Fed has printed, inflation of the money supply, inflation of professional athletes' compensation. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the technical condition of the, of the precious metal sector. If everyone out there is like me, the last five or six weeks has been pretty frustrating especially when you consider the fact that the stock market has been moving higher and the precious metal sector has been moving lower. Um, stock market's moving higher because it expects the Fed to ease at some point. And that's this, the same exact conditions that should be fueling a, a further rally in our sector. However, um, we did have a big move in the fall of 2022 and I, would argue at least at this point that what we're seeing right now is a productive corrective pullback that is setting up the next bull move higher. And um, I'm not necessarily holding my breath, but I'm seeing technical indicators which suggest that the sell-off in the precious metal sector um, that followed the big move that we had may be bottoming, may be bottoming and setting up perhaps a much larger move um, going forward. Um, some of the things that I'm looking at in terms of the technicals, again, the fundamentals are there. You know, it's just, it's just a function of uh, investors coming back into the sector with a lot of cash, like they've been flooding into the crappy tech stocks um, recently. But one of the indicators that I've been following for better part of 20 years and I think I've mentioned it in this podcast before. I certainly discuss it on and off in my newsletter, the Mining Stock Journal, um, is the Holbert Gold Newsletter, Holbert Gold Newsletter Sentiment Index, or HGNSI. And historically, it's been a fairly reliable contrarian indicator. So when the index, as it's measured, is at a very high level, it usually signifies that we're getting ready to go through a sell-off in the sector and vice versa when the index goes negative. Um, <clears throat> the index actually hit the mid-60s, like in late January. In the mid-60s, it, it rarely doesn't get much higher than that. I think I've seen it in the 70s at one point. It might have been in the 70s back in 2016. 
Um, but at any rate, it's, it's it's a level that indicates we're probably going to have a pullback or a sell-off or a new bear market in the sector. I don't think we're going to have a new bear market in the sector because the fundamentals don't support a bear market. But um, at any rate, uh, sector hit the mid-60s, late January. We started selling off in early February, in most cases, in the sector between gold, silver, and the mining stocks. And interestingly, this this index, this particular uh, sentiment measurement had one of its largest two-day declines in in the history of the of, of the data series. It was down over 49 points. And I think it started from the high 50s and went down into the high teens or something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but um it was a it was a massive drop, which is good because it means that the bullish sentiment is is fleeing the sector. And that's what we want in terms of the way this this indicator works. Um, it continued lower after that and it hit a low of negative 17, I believe about two weeks ago, <clears throat> maybe a little less. And what a negative reading means is that if you so what Holbert does is he he surveys the newsletters that make some sort of recommendation in in you know trading recommendation in the precious metal sector. It's it's a little bit more short term oriented, um, but a negative seventeen point two percent reading means that in aggregate newsletters are net recommending being short. Um, 17 over a little over 17 percent on a net basis of the newsletters recommend being short so um again when it when the index is when the sentiment index is is negative it it usually means a bottom is forming now it doesn't it could easily go a lot lower i i think i recall back in like maybe 2013 2014 the index was down in the minus 50s and that that was a really severe four-year bear market in the sector so it makes sense um but the thing about this index is it does signal that a change in direction is coming so in this case it went negative at some point in the near future we'll probably start moving higher um but it doesn't it doesn't provide any information on the timing of that move so um I wanted to move on and, and share some some charts in the precious metals sector because uh, the charts are starting to get very technically oversold and they look like they could be forming a bottom. Hopefully I don't screw up the share screen. Um, looks like I might have done it right. So I actually wanted to start off with gold. There we go. So this is a chart of GLD, which I'm using as a proxy for gold. And you can see that gold kind of bottomed from the sell-off that we had. Um, geez, I guess this sell-off began in March or April um, of 2022, bottomed in late September, kind of went sideways and then shot higher. Now gold ran up nearly 20% from September 26th to February 1st. And now, and then it's sold off. Um, 
and it's it's actually pulled back 7.2% and it's just above its 100 day moving average and its 200 day moving average. Um, I mean, let's face it, a 20% move in such a short period is a large move by any standards. So I think it was only natural to expect some sort of corrective pullback um, in the precious metal sector. Um, you can also see that in the chart of silver. It's again, another one-year daily of SLV um, that I use as a proxy for silver. And I also included the RSI. Now, silver bottomed out from the summer sell-off at literally on September 1st. And it ran up 36.3% between September 1st and mid-January. Now, <laughs> that that's just a huge move. And it was largely unnoticed outside of the precious metal sector. I didn't hear Bloomberg News or CNBC or Fox Business talk about the 36% move um, in the price of silver over that period while, while it was happening. It was certainly sprinting laps around the rest of the stock market. Um, and as I like to say, if if the NASDAQ had moved 36% in three months, they'd be doing naked cartwheels on CNBC. It's just the way it is. Um, I was actually doing naked cartwheels around my office when this move was happening. So um, now the pullback we've had after a 36% move is a 17.4% pullback so far. And you can see here, silver has slashed through its 200-day moving average. Now, it was right on top of the 200-day moving average until Jay Powell had his first day of his annual Humphrey Hawkins testimony, or maybe it's semi-annual, February and July, I think, whatever. Um, it's a bunch of hot air anyway. Um, hot air giving testimony to a room full of hot air in the form of congressmen. Uh, but at any rate, it, it slashed below its 200-day moving average. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like a lot of people might say, oh, well, silver's broken down. It's going to go lower now. Maybe, maybe not. Um, if you look at it in conjunction with the RSI, which I provided on this chart, um, the RSI went extremely oversold at the end of February, kind of had a little bounce up here until Powell started opening his mouth. And then it, it, it shot back down into extreme oversold. Now, for me, what's interesting about this is that the previous times that it's been at an extreme oversold reading this year, it's preceded some decent moves. Well, not here, of course, but here and here, it's preceded some, some moves higher. In this case, um, you could actually measure the move that I was talking about <clears throat> Actually, I take that back. This it, it preceded this September move, and we're down here. So, um, and here we had sort of that mini rally that happened starting in July through mid-August, and then boom, the sell-off again. So, um, but my point here is, is that this is telling me that we, you know, it's worth looking for a bottom here. I'm not, I'm not investing in it. I'm not chasing it yet. I'm not trading it yet. But it's, it's certainly piqued my interest. The next chart I wanted to show is GDX, which I'm using as a proxy for 
um, the mining stocks. And similarly with gold and silver, only um, even, you know, on a more extreme basis to the upside, GDX ran 52% between September 26th and January 25th. Now, anyone who's whining about what's going on in the mining stocks right now, outside of the junior microcap exploration stocks, which did not really participate in this move. Um, and as an aside, the junior microcap exploration stocks, I, I look at those as, you know, stocks that are have a, under $100 million market cap, and in most cases, you know, below a $50 million market cap. Those stocks are extraordinarily oversold extraordinary rarely cheap relative to their assets i presented one in the last episode two weeks ago viva gold um and in many cases these stocks like viva the the potential upside which with viva i can see being five to ten times five to ten bagger from where it is now um relative to the downside i mean it's at 10 cents or you know maybe it goes to five cents if the if the sector continues selling off but at any rate the 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 upside downside ratio is heavily skewed toward the upside and the viva's not the only stock that's like that and i cover several in my newsletter but i really don't want to make this about pimping my newsletter at any rate um we're looking at kind of the naked cartwheels thing here again no one uh in the mainstream financial media mentioned this 52% move. Um, and, you know, I don't even know if they're mentioning the fact that, um, for instance, GDX has pulled back 19% from um, from its peak in, in late January. So, you know, again, it, at this point, it's reasonable to say that this was just a corrective pullback that's washing um, the, the bullish sentiment out of the sector. We've seen that it's been washed out of the bullish um, the, the bullish sentiment has been washed out of the sector with the HGNSI, um, and GDX has pulled down, has pulled back down to this uptrend line that I sketched in. Might break below that. I don't know. It's below its 200-day moving average. Um, again, as another aside, uh, in the duration that I've been in the precious metal sector, which is since 2001, um, when there's been bull moves, whether, you know, particularly, you know, a bull move within a large bull cycle, like we saw from essentially 2001 to 2011, when, when, especially with gold and silver, when it gets stretched too far above its 200 day moving average, which is this red line here, it'll have a, you know, it usually will correct either down to the 50 day moving average, which is the yellow line here or it'll it'll correct down on the 200 day moving average which is the red line here now just because it's below it it would need to stay below it for several days and move further below it for me to think that um the sector's for sure heading lower um if it's just below it for a couple of days especially you know when you've had a technical sell off connected to some yahoo like jay powell making some noise in congress that affected the markets this could just could be a short term situation. Again, it's put me on watch for the potential that the sector has bottomed, not making any promises. Sorry. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to show you is an individual stock. 
And a lot of you may be familiar with I-80 Gold. It's a it's a stock. It's it's one of in terms of like an exploration stock that has already proved up a sizable amount of materiality. It's got a, a fairly large resource base. It's got um, some other assets that that give it a sizable intrinsic value. Certainly, uh, an intrinsic value that I believe is is greater than um, where it's trading now. Um, but at at any rate, <clears throat> I've gotten some some. I've I've had emails over the last couple of days from a handful of subscribers that you know wanted to vent about what's about this sell-off here over the last three days in, in I-80. Um, that's, that's one of the uncompensated services I provide with my newsletters. Um, I answer every single subscriber email. And just this morning, in fact, I had a subscriber who um, was, was venting pretty, pretty, emphatically about the sell-off in, in, in I-80. And I said, well, let's take a look here. Um, there has not been any material news or events that should have, that would have caused this sell-off. Um, and so I looked at a one-year daily and I compared it to GDX, which is this white line. And you can see that it pretty much performed in line with GDX until um I-80 stock, you know, while well, the whole sector was started taking off in, in October, and it actually outperformed by a considerable amount. It outperformed the sector as represented by GDX. So, and then it it's, you know, the sell-off has been kind of in correlation with GDX. And then what I, the only thing I can explain in terms of this sell-off is A, um, it's, it, 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 when the market's heading lower, Mining stocks that, and it's probably true for general in stocks in general, mining stocks that have outperformed the benchmark index often will play catch down to the benchmark index. And sometimes, not always, it also means when you see something like this and a stock like I-80 plays catch down to GDX, it means that um, we could be toward the end of this corrective process. So, and then the second factor here is it slashed below its 200 day moving average, which would have kicked in a bunch of technical selling from hedge funds, from the, from the mechanical hedge funds that, that have algorithms that simply just follow market momentum and key off of moving averages and pivots. So um, that's what's going on with I-80 gold here. One more thing I wanted to point out, if you look at the RSI, which is in this bottom panel, and it is at an extreme oversold reading. And the good news with that is that similar to silver when um, and GDX, well, the whole sector, is that when the RSI previously has been at oversold levels this year, it's preceded a big move higher in I-80 gold as well as the sector. So you see that here at the end of September. And here in July, when we had that kind of mini rally in, in July and August. So um, kind of in summary, I wanted to just say that, you know, if you're frustrated with what's been going on in the precious metal se sector for the last 
five or six weeks. I share your pain. I'm extremely frustrated. Um, however, at this point, I, I've got a fair amount of cash reserves that I've been saving. I expected this pullback to start in January, and it didn't start until February. So I started raising cash in January, and I'm looking to start putting it to work. Um, I did put some to work in Hecla um, calls that near money calls that expire a month out. Um, and I'm looking to add to those as well as some of my favorite names. Um, and of course, again, I don't want to pimp my newsletter, but the next issue comes out tomorrow and after right after the market closes and I'll be updating stocks like Integra Resources which um, is making an acquisition that I think is fantastic for the company. And I explain why I update Viva Gold. Um, I talk about I-80 Gold, as well as stocks like Treasury Metals, Paramount Gold, BlackRock Silver, and a handful of others. So if you want to find out what my newsletter is all about, you can get more information at investmentresearchdynamics.com. And... Don't sweat this pullback. At some point, it is going to bottom, and we're going to move a lot higher. Um, I, I think it'll be a much bigger move than what we saw between, um, you know, in the fall of 2022. So um, until two weeks from now, I hope everyone tries to make sure they enjoy life and not just sweat over what's going on in the markets or in Washington, D.C. Until next time. Well, thank you, Dave. Great to get your insight as always, especially during a time where we're seeing the gold and silver prices decline a little bit, fortunately up a bit today, although a little bit off their highs from earlier this year. And obviously, in addition to the Federal Reserve, the big event coming up tomorrow is the labor report, which will, of course, have quite an impact on what the Fed does going forward. So just something to keep an eye out for tomorrow morning as that is released. And real quick before we wrap up, did want to thank Silver Viper for bringing us today's episode. Steve Cope of Silver Viper was on the show recently talking about the progress they have been making at their project. And for a word from Steve, I'm going to toss it over to him now. Our plan is to upsize and add rigs to the project and have multiple rigs turning on the project. Um, and one of those rigs, which will be the smaller man portable rig, will definitely be going around and regional testing a number of these targets. Um, similar the way we did when we made our discovery at El Ruby. Um, but we also, you know, the work and what's been shown in this is that we're, we're certainly not done at El Ruby and it's got a lot of potential to expand at depth and along strike both to the north and the south. We've already from the last resource expanded Ruby two or 300 meters to the south down to the bottom of that arroyo. The geophysics has showed, you know, where the mineralization seems to be trending in El Ruby to the north, and we haven't cut it off there either. So I would see the open pit portion of the resource growing as we move forward through this year and the drilling that'll be done there, which is where the bulk of our drilling will be done is on that El Ruby area. Well, thank you, Steve. And thank you to Silver Viper for helping to bring us this show each day. And to find out a little bit more about what Silver Viper has been doing, well, that full video clip is coming your way now.